0: Hello, my friends, Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah for this week's podcast joined by the big fella, the chairman. Hello, Brett. (laughs) Hey, Brian. Happy anniversary, Brian. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. It is one year Tuesday from the market bottom of 2020. That's right. When the Fed stepped in. And did all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I was going to try to summarize it. And in my mind, I'm like, there's too much to summarize. Yeah. Did all sorts of stuff. We survived yet another year of crazy markets. And it's been good. It's been a good year. And that's what I want to talk about. A year ago, in fact, we had Jed on a podcast with myself, and we talked about enduring. And Jed's actually going to be a guest here pretty quick to recap what we talked about. But with you today, Brian, I want to talk about three classic mistakes that people have made over this last year in three lessons. And the final one, the third one, is where I want to spend most of my time because we really haven't discussed it. I don't believe enough on this podcast. But let's talk about the first one panic panic set in a year ago really early in march especially tell me why panic is a classic mistake
1: well it's a great question um yeah so i think uh, making quick and rash decisions when it c- comes to money as usually um, a lot of times uh, mistakes follow. And, and uh, in hindsight, you look back and realize, uh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have really thought about this um, and uh, before just making a quick decision. And, uh, you know, a year ago, the, the markets were, uh, I mean, it, it was pretty scary because we didn't really understand coronavirus and really what it was all about. Um, and I think there was a lot of fear going on. In fact, I know there was a lot of fear going on. Um, I kept coming back to the thought that, you know, we own businesses, um, businesses, uh, I, I felt would survive. I felt like we would develop a vaccine, um, and that we would get to the other side of this. And so my focus was always long term and continue to own, own continue to own great businesses and looked at this as an opportunity to pick up some more businesses at pretty good prices. So panic, in my opinion, is when, it, when you mix it with money, is uh, bad things happen.
0: When, when fear and panic set in, it's a response. It's not a process, right? you're talking about the process of owning great businesses panic is it's a psychological response and anytime there's a psychological response around money the process goes out the window and and bad decisions are made yeah so we saw that we didn't and honestly our clients are really really good with avoiding panic and actually taking advantage of that panic to buy good businesses. We had a few clients that we had to talk down the talk off the cliff and, and we were able to, but, but panic certainly is one of those classic mistakes that people make and we'll continue to make it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that will always be the case. Uh, that will not change. Um, people will continue to panic and with future market corrections Um, I think if you can focus on being patient, being long term, own great businesses, and realize that, you know, a business will likely not, uh, you know, these are not flashes in the pan. We own great businesses that will be around for 3, 5, 10, 20, 30, who knows, even longer.
0: So that's the first classic mistake. And if client, here's the beautiful thing. It's why we're here. I had a couple clients reach out to me and say, "Hey, I'm dying here, like call me. I need to sell everything. I'm freaking out." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, part of the part of the responsibilities we have as advisors is to serve at times as financial counselors. And we can do that. Right, but panic is a mistake. The second mistake and by the way, we're up about 75% since in this 1-year anniversary. Which is
1: crazy, which just emphasizes the the how big a mistake it was to sell uh, a year ago during this downturn. I mean, really, you, we sh- you should be buying when prices are are down. A- and you'd mentioned this that we had a lot of clients that that uh, stepped up to the plate, send us oh, okay, money. We had, we had a lot of new oh, money yep, come in during that time. Money. And uh, if you look at the value of a business, just I'll just make a quick comment. The value of a business is based on future cash flows and earnings and profits. And over, you know, a, even if you said a 20-year life, if a business had a 20-year life, well, last year was 1 20th or 5% of its future profits, you know, it, with simple math there. And uh, so that's 5%. I mean... Of of the business value, fu- future business value, in simple terms, so that was just a blip, and uh, we got through it. It looks, you know, it looks like we're on the other end of this pandemic, and and the business and yep. businesses are opening up, and.
0: But but you're talking about a process. And panic is not panic; is a response. Exactly. And responses to market conditions, that are not part of the process can destroy your your wealth and your overall plan to accomplish your financial goals. Which leads us to the second great mistake that I know, and I'm not naming names here. I know a couple clients who I love, by the way. Love them. Will continue to do everything I can to help them. But they, they got nervous around politics. And specifically the election to where listen where we have to do what clients say and if clients say i have to sell we try to talk them out of it because we got to we have to adhere to our process but if they want to sell it's their money so a few a few clients did sell before the election why is that a mistake Brian again it's not
1: following a process not following your plan if you have a long-term plan say 5 or 10 or 20 years down the road selling because of you know some one party or another is gonna win and taxes may go higher they may go lower you may not like the guy in uh, the White House um, that's that really shouldn't be part of your investment plan And, and when you think about it if you're we own businesses and you're not going to sell a business because you got a Democrat in office or a Republican in office. You, if you own a good business, you're going to go through thick. You're going to go through both parties. It doesn't. We've we've talked about this before. It doesn't really matter who's in the White House, whether they're a Democrat or Republican. Businesses will do well regardless of who's in in the White House. Now, sometimes you know there'll be policies that may hurt business and profitability and the value of a business. A little bit, you know, over time, having an effect on that. But businesses will figure a way to get through, you know, to get through the other side. And and, uh, they always have, and I I believe they always will. Great businesses
0: adjust to whatever, whoever's in the White House. Mm -hmm. Uh, The political divide this go around, I think, I think was even a little bit more because we're dealing with a coronavirus where more people were at home. And, and not doing what they normally may do to where the focus on politics became, you know, I always say what you focus on expands. And if all you're focusing on is who's president, then that focus starts to take over your life. And I think more so than I've ever seen in my lifetime, politics because of the focus, because more people at home and – and the news media creating fear, people's focus started to expand and take over their lives to where politics became religion. And if my guy can't, doesn't win, this world, this country's going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to where that religion and that focus then bleeds into investments. And we always say, check your political ideology at the door when it comes to politics. And and if and and these clients, and we had a lot of conversations about it, and some sold and some didn't. But now we're forced with since the election, we're up sixteen point three percent. In in the country, we're supposed to go to hell, and some may argue it is, and some may argue it isn't, and I'm not here to do that. But sixteen point three percent now with those that sold, what do we now have to do? <laughs>
1: Which, uh, we we we're trying to, you know, buy those some of those great businesses but on average up 16% from what they were, you know, th- during after the election and so we're paying higher prices for those great businesses which is unfortunate. And if you own a great business and you're going to own over the next uh, if you're going to be an owner of businesses over the next 5, 10, 20 years, what what happens what happened in November is really um, <laughs> really has a s will have a s- relatively small effect on your on your wealth long term and that's why it's reall- it's just noise is what it is. Um as an investor, as a business person, it's uh it's a lot of noise. I'm not saying it doesn't have, you know, some impact on your investments and your bottom line. It does, but um you're still gonna have a good result regardless of
0: who, who ends up in the White House. You know what's crazy? I'm just thinking of this, people, politics taking over their lives, right? And I'm thinking life balance and all these other things as it relates to to everything, emotional, spiritual, physical. And the thought just came to me. I saw some research, and this is kind of off topic, but this is some advice to our listeners. <laughs> I saw some research, Brian. This is totally off topic. Okay. The average weight gain. <laughs> During the coronavirus. Oh, I saw this. Did you see this? For Americans was 29 pounds. I saw that. Yeah. So people sitting at home just staring at Twitter. What's that ugly orange guy going to say? Or whatever it is. Find some life balance. Take off the 29 pounds. And go for a run. And don't let politics become your religion. Exercise is is
1: uh, healthy, and it uh, clears your brain, clears your mind. I think a lot of people are, if they've gained twenty nine pounds, uh, they've got a little fog going on upstairs, probably.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Hey, millennials, forty one pounds on average. Wow. Anyway, that's uh, that has nothing to do with politics. That's, that's not healthy. That has to do with life balance and uh, what you focus on. Right. All right, let's focus on. The third one today, which is the one I want to spend the most time on, because it's it, it's taking over. It, it's taking over, I think, more so right now than ever before. And I'll introduce this third one by saying we had a conversation with a client the other day, who said, "I need you to be more aggressive. Like, do you, are you guys aggressive in your portfolios?" And we look at his one year returns, and he's up, I don't know, between seventy and eighty percent. And I'm thinking, bro. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But, oh, go ahead.
1: It's not 200, 300.
0: It's not 200, 300. <laughs> Sorry. But this is the idea of the third mistake that we're seeing right now, and it's more prevalent than ever, performance chasing. Mm-hmm. And I'll set this up, and then I absolutely want your thoughts. It's, we call it in the industry, we call it the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Because people are seeing their neighbors or their mailman or their friends or their relatives talk about a penny stock that went up 200% and how much money they've made. Which is probably not true because no one talks about their losers, only their winners, which is a complete crock of crap. But that fear of missing out on those enormous returns skews people's minds. So what do they then do? What what does that FOMO cause, Brian?
1: Well, it causes you to uh, get away from your process. Uh, it causes you to forget about your long term plan, your long term goals. Uh, you're 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 chasing. It's like chasing your tail. I mean, a dog
0: chasing his tail. And <laughs> that's <laughs> a good. That's a good vision right there. The dog chases my little dog, Luna, likes to chase her tail occasionally, mm-hmm. and we laugh at him.
1: her but where does it get her? It gets her nowhere.
0: <laughs> gets her tired laying on my lap.
1: real if you're chasing um the the latest hot stock uh you're you're probably chasing a stock that's already gone up significantly. you're paying a high price for it. And uh, likely you're going to have mediocre, or even could have bad results. Um, oh yeah, it could have it could be from mediocre to bad, is my guess, is what you'll end up having. And uh, you know, I I I don't we 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 have a process that uh, we stick to, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of noise going on out there. Uh, I saw, I read an article uh, yesterday about. Celebrity SPACs. <laughs> what the heck is that? What's a celebrity? I mean, I I, I can pre- pretty much guess what it is, yep. but I'm just thinking, what is this? Yep. This is stupid. I mean, that's that's what I thought. Have, this is stupid. Have
0: you heard of the NFT market? I've heard of it, yeah. I saw so, art, right? It's, yeah. Somebody bought Jack Dorsey's first tweet Yeah. for millions and millions and millions of dollars. I mean, you could buy little portions of art now, and the and it's exploding. But from the SPAC perspective, we've seen that start to implode a little bit. Mm-hmm. The EV stocks have fallen, you know, twenty thirty percent, and we're starting to see some of those stocks that everyone was hot on go down. Yeah, they're
1: they're foc- again. People are focusing on what's what was hot yesterday, and they're jumping on the bandwagon and this will end badly so
0: it it will it will end especially when you look at the margin that people are using and it's not just SPACs no it's not it's it's a lot of these tech names too and I'll give you an example uh the first six months of the coronavirus so going back six months the first you know the first six months of the 12 months everybody tech did really really well And everybody wanted to own tech because it was, it fell the least, the NASDAQ fell the least, and it grew the most within that six months. And no one wanted to touch financials or touch any industrial at all. Tell people what we were doing in that time frame.
1: Well, yeah, we... You know, we have a, again. I, I'm a broken record. We're a broken record. We keep talking. Let me guess. <laughs> we got a process. Process. Yeah, right? We have a process, and uh, financials, industrials. Um, in my, you know, as we look at, as we follow our process, and and we looked at where value was um, six months, a year ago, nine months ago industrials and financials and other you know other areas uh energy uh possibly uh was in, looked like good value you know based on the metrics that we use um they were really strong buys uh they were s- re- significantly undervalued and and now here we are a year later and and if you look at uh how those are performed um over the last year six months year to date they have performed very well. They were significantly undervalued, in my opinion, and and again, sticking to our process, it, it's proven out. Now, this is you know this is a short time frame, but I, I believe over time uh, we'll look back three and five years from now, and, and 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 still I think we'll that'll be those those decisions we made six months ago, a year ago, nine months ago. I think will will end up being you know look like pretty smart uh, decisions.
0: Part of that process ends up being. And we've talked about this on occasion, and we kind of take it just, it's just part of the product. We, we really don't talk about it a lot because we just do it. And that's a lot of times we buy the most hated companies out there. And some of the financials, we had people saying, gosh, this isn't doing anything. Why do you own this? And I'm not going to name names as far as the stocks go. But we're some of those stocks are up 28%, 17%. 19% year to date yeah. Now I'm not saying that's going to continue But that speaks as to The importance of the process In buying companies when they're the most hated Not when they're the most hot Because right now Financials no, or, Excuse me Tech, nobody wants it You know, as far as the big fang names especially
1: But what was everybody buying uh, Six months ago You know, last fall Yep. Everybody was piling in tech, and yep. tech had had a huge run. If you look at from the lo- lows of March up through the fall, they had a big run. They've been kind of flat since, you know, since fall. And, uh,
0: Apple was down 20% from its highs. Yeah.
1: yeah. So,
0: so now guess what we're doing, and this isn't a recommendation in any way, shape, or form, but we look at the valuations of these companies and say, okay, well, this has grown a lot. Maybe we scale out of this and buy into this. And what's down more right now this year than 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 most anything? It's tech, mm-hmm. and it's the most hated right now.
1: So we zig when others zag, and uh, um, you know Wayne Gretzky has a famous quote, and he said uh, that he he skates to where the puck is going to be, not where it w- where it was. And uh, in investing, you have to look forward and think. Okay, where where is this company going to be three years from now? Instead of looking in your rearview mirror and saying, "Gosh, that was hot. Look at that stock. Let's go buy that stock because look at what it's done over the last you know week or six months," and they go buy that stock because it's been going up, as yeah. opposed to buying something that's down and thinking, "Okay, where's that going to be three or four or five years from now?" Oh, you know, it's it's likely if you, if it's a good company.
0: Um, That's where real opportunities can surface. I've seen this FOMO, this performance chasing, in the last, I'd say, six months uh, occur more than I have, I don't know, since the financial crisis for sure. But I don't even think it was that great during the financial crisis. It's definitely picked up. It's picked up a ton. So chasing, chasing companies that you don't even know what they do. Because you, you, your friend did it. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb. <laughs> what getting, else can I say?
1: I got an email. Great client. Uh, if he's listening, I'm not criticizing here. I've got, this, I've got this question many times. And Brian, what do you think about Bitcoin? What's your opinion on Bitcoin? I, you know, I, I tell him, well, you know, in, in our process and when, how we value a business and how, the process we go through, um, Bitcoin is doesn't really fall into our process, and so, you know, we're not investors in Bitcoin um, because it it I just can't apply the metrics that we use to to buy a business. But it's my point is it's a hot item. Yeah. You know, Bitcoin's hot. Oh, yeah. Spacks are hot. GameStop, you know, people are jumping into GameStop, which d- it just doesn't make any sense. You know, the valuation on a GameStop right now. It's, it's kind of, you know, but people are buying it. Why? Because it went up yesterday or went up, you know, the last few months.
0: I heard something interesting, and then we'll wrap up on SPACs. Uh, someone from, I forget what it was, J.P. Morgan maybe, was interviewed around SPACs. And, right, the idea is that, that a public company goes public within the SPAC, and then they spin it, then they kind of close down the SPAC, and it becomes the public company. Mm-hmm. He said some of these SPACs are going to roll out, IPOs and the companies are going to make it, but there's going to be a large portion. The companies don't even spin out public within the SPAC. And I'm thinking, what yeah. do investors know this? No, they don't. They're chasing returns. Yeah. So you've got to be very careful. You've got to have a process and you've got to be disciplined to that process. And in our eyes, that process is completely ignoring returns in the short term don't even look at them because they skew your mind and they make you nuts you have your process you be disciplined to it and the returns will come i don't think we emphasize that enough we 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 have in the past but we need to do more of that in the future
1: we never look at hey did you see have you looked at small cap uh value recently or large cap growth and uh look what they're doing oh wow we ought to jump into that those stocks because those are performing really well right now that's in in my mind that's exactly what you shouldn't be doing that's chasing returns and you'll end up having mediocre results in the long term
0: and for all those out there that have had a great year investing that have a little robinhood account or something and you think you're a genius hey i hope you are (laughs) but call us
1: before you lose it all here's uh spencer uh or you know spencer the big tall fellow up in logan up the up the uh great white north the
0: tall the tall fella <laughs> uh
1: he got a a text or an email from a young person that had a robin hood account and uh had like 20 or twenty five thousand dollars, but it was completely 100 percent margined it was oh com- no completely margined and uh I believe that is um a very common thing out there right now. And so this is a word of warning um uh, that all of you that have a lot of margin on your on your accounts, borrowing against your investments to buy more investments. Um you, this is uh this could turn end up oh in fact I believe it will end up uh bad for those people if with a lot of margin. Margin is a sure way to destroy your financial future
0: especially buying stocks that you don't know what they do stocks at a high price there's a time to utilize margin and that's when the market's down 37 percent and then you get rid of the margin right and even then it's risky and and hard and there should be conversations with us around it to ensure it's done properly and it doesn't destroy your financial future. But right now, that could be the next cause, that could be the fourth mistake, and could be the next cause of the next correction that we have.
1: Watch out for margin. Uh, Debt and margin, it will wipe you out financially. And uh, right now, there's a lot of people with margin. In fact, we saw an article recently that uh, margin at all-time highs right now. And anybody has a lot of margin on their account, borrowing against their account to buy more stocks, um, it, it can wipe you out completely. You will have a, a zero balance. I've seen that firsthand uh, where people have, have done that and uh, they just end up losing all their capital.
0: That makes it, that makes me sick to think about, especially if they're invested in, in some of the assets that we're talking about. That Even are, good investments. Are, are, are dumb. Even yeah. good
1: investments can, for example, if you would have went into last March with a high margin balance on your account, you could have got wiped out. Mm-hmm. before things started to turn around even if you owned great companies yep you could have been wiped out yeah, yep. so Absolutely. margin is very dangerous
0: yep let's call that the fourth mistake yeah that's maybe more hidden than people talk about yeah but that's th- those those are really the three and call it four mistakes and i'm going to add a f- um a fifth one which is hey if you're in the 29 pound range <laughs> hey it's all good Don't, n- no judgments this is a judgment-free zone. Just go for a hike. Get a dog. Go for a hike. You know?
1: Apple Fitness. <laughs> that's that's my new thing. Apple Fitness.
0: It's pretty good. Uh, all right, my friends. Thanks for listening today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something. It's all about the process, being disciplined to that process, and not chasing returns. The returns will come if you're disciplined to the process. And with that, until next time. Thanks. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.